Welcome to the podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Clear Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode three of the podcast and today we're going to talk all about eating for hormonal health and I think a lot of people when it comes to hormonal issues really think you know it's all about the supplements (laughs) as as it always can be but there's so much that you can do with your nutrition and a lot of it is basic it doesn't even have to be you know that complicated so we'll we'll talk you through just yeah some of the basics that you can cover i mean of course there are you know more specific nutrients that you want to focus on for specific hormonal imbalances you know whether it's thyroid or sex hormones adrenals things like that but again there are basics um and hopefully in another episode we can be a bit more specific about certain conditions so Gents, I don't know where, well, we can just kick off with the basics, I guess. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, no, I was going to say a really big one. And this is where I have beef with people who promote intermittent fasting. (laughs) Well, amongst other issues Um, is just, you know, having stable blood glucose levels is so important because when you're looking at hormones, there's a hierarchy. You know, so you've got, you know, insulin and cortisol, you mess those guys up, they're going to mess up your sex hormones, your thyroid. So you really want to focus on, you know, your insulin and your cortisol, keeping those nice and balanced. So, you know, step one, (coughs) having balanced blood glucose levels throughout the day is going to set you up for such a solid foundation for hormonal health in general. And whilst hormones are complicated, like, it's hard to say like chicken from the egg with certain conditions, but, you know, because every system works together, you can't look at it alone. Yeah. If you improve one, it's going to positively affect the others, which is a, a good thing. Yeah, and I think generally speaking, blood glucose is one of the biggest, most important factors. You know, um, it's a triggering point for many, um, you know, illnesses, sicknesses, you know, um, weight gain. And a lot of people just take it for granted. They eat, the way people eat through the day is skip meals, eat suddenly, yeah. eat high calorie, eat high, high carb, carb. Yeah. miss a couple of meals or whatever. The next day, feet with on weight, so we're going to skip, we're going to fast all day, maybe have a juice, whatever it may be. And then, you know, your blood glucose is bouncing all over the show and it's not stabilised. The best thing you can do for your health is start stabilizing blood glucose you know i always think insulin is almost like a building block the foundation for that like blood glucose is a foundation for good health yeah and you can build off that no i was just going to say and it's i think the easiest one to keep track of you yeah need, you, you don't need to send blood work anywhere like say checking testosterone or thyroid you you can do it every yeah. morning and accurately it, yeah relatively <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no you like, can it just gives you an idea of where you are and what you need to do so i think it's it's really one of those i can say it can never be 100 percent, but i think 99.9 percent of everyone should at least have an idea of where their blood glucose levels are and check them mm-hmm. even if it's once a week just check them and, and just make sure they're fine yeah i think it's the case it's something that's you're right it's, something, it's so easy so easy to check cheaply mm-hmm. accurately that you know more people should check it and i don't mean just a lot of people who train nowadays do yeah i think not a lot of just the general population check blood glucose and i would say you know if you want you know, if you're really keen on knowing how your body works and how well you digest food, how well your blood glucose, start doing blood glucose monitoring. You know, 
you know, you'll see the effects of having a 10-minute walk after eating will have on blood glucose, how a good night's sleep will have, affect your blood glucose. You know, have a few days of just, you know, as we spoke before, blood glucose, just monitoring it just to, to see. But once, you know, what, as you say, you know, first thing in the morning, the last thing your body wants after it's been fasting all night is to fast a bit longer. Mm. And suddenly yeah. get an influx of a massive meal that spikes, you know, blood glucose and your body has to pump out a lot of insulin to deal yeah. with it. Well, it's, and it's, you know, women, intermittent fasting is so popular amongst women and you've always got to remember that the studies have been done on men and menopausal women, so I'll never promote IF. I mean, you'd be, there are very specific cases, of course. Yeah. Um, for, for women in their reproductive years, just because of that blood glucose issue there and hand in hand is uh, cortisol with that because you know I think your liver could only store about eight hours worth of glycogen that's a stored form of glucose you know so that's pretty much overnight like overnight fast fine but you do need to eat in the morning otherwise your body is going to release stress hormones to break down other forms of you know stored food for glucose because that's what your brain runs off um, so it's good to have a sort of a basic understanding of that biology. And then if you're continuously doing that with stress hormones, again, that's going to have huge knock on effects on your sex hormones, on your thyroid, on all of these. Yeah, I think, I think the issue there is, sorry, I'm not say the issue there is a lot of people don't break that fast, go into an intermittent fast, shoot off to work, whatever. Yeah. They're like, oh, I feel tired still. Because their blood glucose is really low. It's low. But instead of instead of eating and having you know, enough fluids and stuff, they're just pumping a lot of coffee. <laughs> yeah, true. Caffeine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a self-fulfilling prophecy on its own there. Yeah, I was even going to say, uh, I think people forget, well, you have night and day. And you have how your body functions when you're awake and asleep. And when you're asleep, Technically, you're fasting, and it's like Claire said, you have your glycogen stored. So you've slept seven, eight hours fast. Then you wake up, and your body needs, you know, fluids, minerals, food. Then you add another six hours of fasting. It's like you, you, it, it's a quick way to just mess things up in your body. And, and I think people need to remember, like, when you're sleeping, you, you're, you're technically in a fast. And then during the days when you replenish your body, and that's when if you can check on things like blood glucose, how it's behaving during the day, and like Andy said, just how you feel, like you, you've woken up, a few hours later you're still tired, like why have you eaten? Um, are you just pumping coffee? How did you sleep? And, and such, such things, I think everyone can just check and, and understand. Well, let's, I let's, think, yeah. go on, I was no. going to say, in the title. Yeah, great yeah. Great yeah. Just, <laughs> true. It's 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 so true. Uh, I mean, this it's just such a huge thing I promote with my clients because they're like, "Oh, I'm not hungry in the morning," and it's like you can teach yourself to be hungry because often that's a sign, not always, that you know your metabolism is you know not working as efficiently as it could be, and you know you yeah. can just start with something small. And again, this is also for cortisol. Um, because yeah, if you are not getting, you know, glucose from food, you have to break it down from stored nutrients in your body. And that's yeah, where you use cortisol, adrenaline, all those kinds of stress hormones. So it's, yeah, it's so important to break the fast and again, but with a balanced meal and and a lot of people find, I used to be like this, it changes, like having a high fat, high protein breakfast better than carbs. And sadly, traditional breakfast foods are all carb heavy. You know, it's like muesli, fruit, and you know, everyone thinks they're being healthy and they're having like a fruit laden smoothie. But that that can also, like we've said before, like you're going to eat you're going to spike your glucose and your insulin. That's normal, but you just want to have a level one. So it's not like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also down to what you do, you know, what you're doing in the morning, like what's your work. Mm-hmm. If you're going to sit in an office, you yeah. don't need to cram in a load of carbohydrates. If you are someone who's about to jump on the building site, do some yeah, laboring, then, you know, a high carb breakfast is probably good with, you know, protein as well and, and a bit of fat. 
Um, if you are, for instance, got a walk to work, got you know a bit of a, a trek, then maybe most carbs are coming useful. But ninety percent of people, not ninety percent, that's a bit of exaggeration, but across the world now with cars and offices or working mm-hmm. from home. You know, working from home, you literally eat your breakfast, wander over to your home office, sit down, do nothing <laughs> yeah. in between. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's probably a good opportunity to have breakfast, have a walk if you work from home, get up a little bit earlier and just have a little, eat your breakfast, go for a walk. Um, I think, uh, you yeah. know, you have people who go to your office sitting in cars and traffic for long yeah. periods of time, so there's no need for the carbs. Yeah, yeah I think that first, first one, one hour, most people are sitting. So either you're in a car, well, if you walk to your home office, you're sitting. So that 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 first one hour, I think it's it's an important one for people to look at. Like, what are you going to be doing? Are you walking to work? Are you going to be, you know, do you work with your hands? Are you a carpenter working on site? Like, what do you do after your breakfast? So, And listening to how you feel. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, if I have a big bowl of oats I just want to go back to bed yeah like same (laughs) or or like you said Andy it starts that cycle you you know you you crash because your body releases so much insulin Mm -hmm. that it takes all that glucose and so you're like oh gosh I'm gonna have more and then you often have your coffee and it just leads to like this cycle so it's you know pay attention to how you feel like if you've never had like a high fat protein low carb breakfast try it I find so many people like oh this really works and it's just shifting your mindset from traditional breakfast foods to you know, having yeah. leftovers from dinner or, you know, eggs is such a good one. Yeah. And just making sure you have at least, at least 20 grams of protein there because that really helps to stabilize your blood sugar and trying to eat within an hour of waking. Um, that that does make a big, a big difference as well. And if you're like, oh, I'm not hungry, you know, start small. Start small. You frittatas, know. frittatas and mm. um, omelets. Good mm-hmm. way to start your day. Yeah, uh, I've just had oats, fruit, and protein powder, but um, I'm going to be up and about at the minute. If it wasn't just yeah, you're busy. Yeah, busy. I'm busy morning. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, you know, half the time I do it because it's almost like autopilot. Yeah. Um, I like to, you know, I'm like, normally, I'm, you know, you got to take care to school and stuff and walk a bit. On yeah. That. So, yeah. Um, yeah, reality-wise, is if you are very sedentary in the morning. Don't overdo the carbs. Yeah. As I would say, carbs around the train, you know, the exercise or the activity window. If you are got a busy day, you can spread out your carbohydrates. It's perfect for that, just to keep you fueled. But if you've got intensive periods of activity, have your what most of your daily carbs put around those activities, and your your blood glucose uh, be way more stable. And to eat regularly, like every three to four yeah. hours is is important. Try not to skip meals. Um, you know, ironically, that's going to be worse if, you know, if you're looking at your weight loss and hormonal health and metabolic health. So, ladies, yes. what really gets my goat is OMAD, one meal a day. Just, just know <laughs> from every perspective, just know you're no way going to get in all the calories, macro, micronutrients you need, and, and then just protein. think of your blood glucose yeah. around it. It's just a recipe for hormonal and metabolic like disaster. Yeah, I think it's more, which is surprising because people still do the breakfast, lunch, supper. And then like I said, it's breakfast, smoothie, so no protein. And then in between coffee, 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 or... Maybe fruit. Or just carb. Yeah. Some fruit. Muffin. And then lunch. Again, high carb. Very little protein, if at all. Again, spike up again. After that, nothing for, I guess, five, six hours. Mm. And then supper, you're home, you're tired, you're super hungry. Carb loaded again. Low protein. And then you find, you, like we've said, you want, you want it to be stable. And the first step to good hormonal health like we've said, it's blood glucose. So with this one, it's just spike and down. Spike and, and it's... And big spikes, yeah. which is just... I mean, it's, just, yeah. The yes, bigger the peaks, the, the bigger the, the valleys. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. can yeah. be... You know, your number one thing to start with is... And it sounds so easy, but, you know, again, trying to get my clients to do this yeah. is really difficult. Eat balanced, consistent meals 
throughout the day. Eat within one hour of waking up. Don't eat naked carbs. So if you're snacking on like a banana, have it with some nuts. If you're having, you know, whatever carb source you're having, have it with, you know, a fat or a, or a protein. You know, that's why, you know, like veggies with hummus sticks is a great snack or a boiled egg or cheese with, with fruit. So just again, to keep that blood glucose nice and stable, which will keep, you know, hormones and metabolism supported. And I mean, just... I think I think that's. Is, do you want to that's say anything that. else about blood glucose? No, I think that's that's number one. Because we've got so many <laughs> podcasts on it, we'll uh, <laughs> we can point those to you in the yeah, uh, but, but podcast that's the notes. Num- number one thing everyone yeah. can affordably can do easily. Do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think to to just understand a little bit more about that hormonal hierarchy. So cortisol is really interesting, um, and you just got to remember like. If you're always in a state of stress, you know, your body is like survival mode and it's always going to prioritize survival over reproduction. So if you're living off stress, you know, and that can be like having coffee for breakfast, skipping meals, you know, your body is going to be like, okay, well, we need to downregulate the metabolism ASAP. How do we do that? We downregulate your thyroid. And that's, so both of those are going to have knock-on impacts on your sex hormones because your body's like, this is not a good time for reproduction. Yeah. You know, for some women that can stop ovulation completely. Remember, ovulation starts in your brain. It can stop that, you know, or it can cause irregular periods and just some serious hormonal imbalances because when, so cortisol and progesterone, are sort of, they, they go down the same pathway. So, you know, if your body is, is stressed, you're going to make more cortisol over progesterone. So that's naturally going to lead to estrogen dominance, which is going to come with a whole host of symptoms and issues, which again is going to impact thyroid. So everything impacts each other when you do that. So that's why we're saying like that stress, that cortisol and insulin is at the, the, the base of that pyramid. You know, get those right first. Work on your stress work on your blood glucose and it's not that difficult it's just well stress is a bit more difficult like physical stress is easier because that's your training and your nutrition so you can manage that um this is eating for hormonal health so we won't talk about the training Mm. but just your balanced meals not skipping and in terms of like cortisol so your adrenals which are little glands that sit on top of your kidneys that's what's producing your cortisol so you want to support your adrenal health. So one of the, your adrenals thrive off of minerals, electrolytes, potassium, sodium, Mm -hmm. vitamin C. And this is why we're always going on about, you know, it's not just the macronutrients, it's those micronutrients. And, you know, we've talked before about, you know, electrolytes, essential amino acids, the the, uh, adrenal cocktail, getting in all of those, will really help you support your adrenal health as well. Yeah, I think a lot, the problem is when we talk about weight loss and things, we focus on the macros. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about health, you really do have to focus on the micros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's all well and good to have your, your big blocks of macros in line, but you know, when, when looking at doing things healthily and optimally, you know, these little micronutrients are a massive part of that you know i think the ones most miss the things like selenium and things but the minerals yeah. more than the more than, like people take a multivitamin you know or vitamin c thing I mean, we don't necessarily need it but we take it well you plenty of fruit but what a lot of people fail to get is the things you get you know manganese selenium all these minerals you know and it's okay if you eat nuts problem is if you're trying to lose weight <laughs> the calories in <laughs> yeah you know, the calories are nuts so you you, know, you, you, mm. you stop focusing on that but it's if you can you know plan your day accordingly you can have those in there you know a little bit of nuts goes a long way they are pretty densely packed or seeds mm-hmm. similar you know densely packed so you just you, know, you only need a little bit it's and that's where gosh, I can't remember what episode where you can use like that app chronometer to track your micronutrients because it's, it really is important. And that, you know, it's especially for thyroid, um, you know, selenium is a huge one. 
Um, and, you know, sometimes even with a Brazil nut, that's just not going to be enough. Um, but there, there's so many other sources. But just, yeah, really focusing on those micronutrients. Like get your big blocks in place, making sure you're, you know, getting in enough protein because that's that's really important. Because um, remember, proteins are the building blocks of everything. Manage your carbs depending how well you do them. Um, fats we'll get into because those are really important. Um, mm. But I think those, yeah, those micronutrients like minerals, you know, it's very hard to get in enough potassium. I don't think many people get in enough. So potatoes, we bang on about them a lot. Get in your potatoes, bananas, coconut water, the cream of tartar. Did you get that, Andy? No, I didn't get it, okay. but yeah, I keep meaning to. Coconut water is, you know, active. It's so that. good. It's it's so good. Um, I, in, I miss the fresh coconut water of Diadio, same thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's not the same like that packaged one, like the zucchini one here is so good. But you can get, if you're in the UK, like an adrenal cocktail, you can get like really good electrolytes. Just make sure that oh, they've yeah. got enough potassium in them. Um, and, you know, like we're about to do an order actually for some electrolytes just because, yeah, yeah in pregnancy, you, you, you know, you're going through these minerals like crazy. Magnesium is a huge one. Because oh, um, they're building blocks, mm. and when you you know you're building something inside yourself, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you're gonna need a lot of that stuff's gonna get used on the baby before it's used on you. Yeah, yeah. and it's well, I mean that's okay. This is slightly off topic, but you know, I think a lot of women with like prenatal vitamins, they're like, oh, I'm taking a prenatal, I don't need to worry, and it's mm. like, well, no, you know, that's that's you know, that's... most uh, prenatal vitamins are just a multivitamin rewrapped to sell be more expensive. They're realizing it's more expensive by sticking a photo of a pregnant woman on the box. Like I, I've decided not to take one. I will take one just going going forward, but it's very specific. I'm getting it from the UK. You know, you 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 want you know, and again, you still need to add certain things in, like DHA, or like for me, I need more selenium. So yeah. you know, everyone well, is. That's the thing. Yeah. It's very specific. Your micronutrients mm. are actually very specific to you. Yeah. As I always say to people, don't start taking lots of multivitamins and stuff unless you know there's a problem. Yeah. And, yeah. and then with, with that, then you can take a multivitamin and then see where you're either, where you're deficient still and then just top those ones up. Yeah, I think that's... Um, and, and, you know, even just a, a humble blood count, blood test... That's the easiest one. We'll tell you if you've got deficiencies. Um, And then, you know, always food first if you can, because that's, you know, your body knows what to do with all those micronutrient supplements. You know, sometimes they're not like the correct form, which is why you have to look out for. Um, Yeah, yeah, so, and and it's the same with vitamin C. Like ascorbic acid is actually not well absorbed by our body. You're just pissing it out. Um, you know, it, it is best from a food source and you can get food sourced vitamin C. I, think, I don't know if I'm saying right, acerola is one of them. Um, but again, it can just be you taking a bit more time with your nutrition, you know, making sure along with your balanced meals, which is protein, fat, carb, you're getting fruit and or veggie the in there yeah. for your micronutrients. Just, yeah, have a mix. And it's like, you know, saying I... I make sure with fruit. Yeah, we all have our favourites. Like, if I was oh, yeah. only to eat fruit, if someone said to me, you've got all those fruits there, just, you know, help yourself. I'd probably just only eat pineapple. Maybe if a mango was really sweet, yeah. I'd tuck into the mango. I might have an apple occasionally. <laughs> but the fact is, I, you know, I make myself go through the, you know, in the morning I'll have, you know, I've got packs of frozen fruit, those of them. So, like, I have a mango and pineapple mix. So Yum. Cherries, blueberries, cherry, raspberries, yeah. strawberries. Yeah, um, a lot of the berries because they're higher fiber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, yeah, and I sit those in, yeah, and I have, you know, 20, 30 grams of each. But strawberries a bit more because they're heavy. Um, and then yeah. Yeah, an easy. Yeah. I say I usually say it's like an easy way to get your colors. Just fruit. Yeah, yeah fruits. And... Yeah. If you're veggies... And you know me with vegetables, I do the same by using stir-fried vegetables. Yes. Yeah. You, yeah, you get mixed vegetables rather than just having certain ones, just you know, get mixed. Yeah, veggies, veggies, I find greens, they're easy, and I guess most people like and can stomach well, greens. Well, people know we've got to get their greens, so yeah. we get their greens. Yeah. <laughs> but what we don't realise is there's some yellows. Your carrots and, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, carrots, and people like carrots, that's not hard, but yeah. there's like yeah, a big spectrum nice. of colour. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> 
Cabbage. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like you've said. If if it probably wasn't for clear, I know it'd be. Yeah, you I have my green. You're like, reading. No, I you like, don't. No, like green, I'm fine with. And then colors, I'll get them Tell in my. Tell me what greens you eat. I some kale, some spinach, especially if on prep. <laughs> <laughs> but my, work in progress. No, mine yeah, is low, work in but progress. Yeah, I, like, I know the... I'm not very good at greens, but my fruits, I I always say that that's that's somehow how I get. Well, a balance, I think fruits, but, are, you know, fruits and veggies are so affordable here, and like you, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not as easy to get the berries here, but you don't have to eat don't, berries. Yeah, no. that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. It's, it's like wild for the fruit, like you know, yeah. certainly like you know, Kenya passion fruit, mm. high fiber, good bit of fruit, tastes delicious. Fresh, you know, your mangoes, pawpaw, pawpaw is so good for the digestive enzymes, and yeah, pineapple again. You know, you've then got you know, mangoes, really good watermelon, just Mm. know where where it's grown, careful where it's grown because it's you know, sponge, but you know, yeah. So, I guess what for hormonal health, yeah, don't don't be scared of fruit, man. I know there's. The demonization of fruit sugar and everything yeah so. just make sure you eat it with <laughs> yeah. you know a protein or a fat or after your meal um some seeds in there like yeah. i know a lot of people when they have like they have fruit and sort of the yogurt yeah mixed together mm-hmm. nice but yeah what we're missing is they should be sprinkling you know sprinkle some seeds in there as well yeah yeah don't be yeah. scared such of a such a great seeds. snack i think there's like greek it yogurt is. fruits mm-hmm. nut butter or seeds you know yeah, perfectly yeah, balanced easy um so yeah fats fats and cholesterol i think this is always a very controversial topic and cholesterol it's only is... controversial to doctors <laughs> like you... like everyone else i think all science is now sort of kind of agreeing on cholesterol yeah oh, that's so cute <laughs> that's true antiquated doctors who are still living a little bit from their textbooks but it's, it's not, but even people are like oh my cholesterol's high i'm gonna cut out eggs i'm like no, just remember your body makes seventy percent of your cholesterol. Thirty percent only is from your diet, so it's strictly controlled. Like, yeah. it you need cholesterol. Like, it is the precursor to all your steroidal hormones, which is including yeah. your sex hormones. So it's, you know, cholesterol yeah. goes to the mother of all hormones, pregnenolone, and from there, that's where you make your progesterone and, and cortisol. You make your DHEA, which then goes into your estrogen and testosterone so if you've got low um, cholesterol that is an issue yeah yeah but and this is what i'm trying to explain to people is it's the cholesterol ratio is more important than any individual one number yeah uh yeah i i'm 100% when i look at my blood i don't care what the hdl number or the ldl number is what i like to look at is what's the ratio for the two like to see more HDL versus LDL. We I mean, yeah. both have a role to play. The fact is, their individual number is ninety percent genetics. Yeah, and it can be infected uh, affected by you know your age. Menopausal yeah. women have higher cholesterol. Pregnant women have higher cholesterol. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think what's more important to look at is your triglycerides because this is telling us how you kind of utilize your fats um and you know if you've got high triglycerides i mean it could mean you had like a huge fatty meal before because remember triglycerides are your stored form of fat um but you know some people just don't utilize fats so well and that can be due to a whole host of issues but in general you know we need fat men and women um and probably women a bit more because you know we you know, for hormones, that's how we make them. We need it. If you if you are exactly. always on a low fat diet, you are gonna have hormonal issues, sex sex I hormones. Think, I think the eighties and nineties and even today, it's done a lot of damage to female hormone health. Purely <laughs> because it's been a big focus on low fat. You know, um, I think, you know, generally speaking, people who've gone low carb have a better hormone health. In one way, you know, their other parts of it, you know, aren't, you know, because the reason balanced is balanced, you know, we want a balanced diet. But generally speaking, low fat is the curse of poor hormone health, you know, because especially for women, as you say, there's so much going on, there's so many plates spinning that, you know, I would never lower 
I don't very rarely do I lower um, any of my clients' fats below within fifty grams when we're competing. Yeah. Even you know that is like, and that's fifty grams of essential mm. fats. It's not you know, I normally anywhere between fifty to seventy five grams. Yeah, it's sort of the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I would say focus on the essential fats first, and then the other ones. Yeah, so get in all those good omega-3s, you know, from your fatty fish, your avocados, but also don't be scared of saturated fats. Those are really important for hormonal health too. So like your ghee, fattier cuts of meat, uh, butter, cream, dairy, they're not the devil. No, no, I know, exactly. I I think human beings have been eating saturated fats for as long as we've been (laughs) walking out by it, essentially. You know fish you know uh, but then eating you know as you said meat based products with a bit, bit of fat you know it's fats you know don't cut off all the fat off your food you know it's there for a reason mm-hmm. just you know make sure you know you know what you know, what ratio of fats you're getting and if you're already getting a lot of butter and ghee in your diet you probably need a lot less fat on your meat you can go with leaner meats you know exactly I mean, I eat over 100 grams of fat. Um, Which is great. You know, so, you know, don't, don't, don't be scared of it. But again, like, you know, that's where doing your blood work is really useful because you can see if your body does well with that. Like, when I did my cholesterol, it was quite, it was a bit low. So, you know, I, I eat four eggs a day, no problem. Um, you know, so don't, don't be scared of that. Like, women and fertility, you need your saturated fats. You know, forget all this low fat, fake margarine, low, whatever, fake butter, tastes like butter, whatever it's called. Like, <laughs> eat the real thing. Eat the real it's thing. It's a Benicol. It's, it's like, it's... you know, we, we have Benicol in the fridge, but mm. we also have butter. Benicol's classic. You read your thing, it says, proven to lower cholesterol. That's <laughs> sterols. It's like, maybe he's a guy because I couldn't find butter at the time, so we picked it up. But, it's like good uh, muffin. It's made with olive yeah. oil, so it's, yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. I mean, but like, yeah. I don't know if we want to go down the rabbit hole of, like, vegetable oils, but maybe not. That's That can be yeah, quite we controversial. Can, we can briefly talk it. You know, most, and here's the thing, this is what I try to explain to you, most things like margarine and stuff, blue band, etc., <laughs> is essentially one molecule away from being plastic. Yeah, this is not the same anymore. Realize, like, it is literally one part of the process away from becoming plastic. Margarine was created when we were trying to create plastics, or plastics was created when we made margarine. I can't it's terrifying. That's why it lasts. It can last long. <laughs> That's why it doesn't leave you in the it fridge. And I understand <laughs> the benefits of something like blue band in Kenya and mm. places, kids. but we have to then inject it with you know vitamin A and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It has, no, it has oh, nothing in it. <laughs> it's like it's, plastic. It's true, too. Um, so, but yeah, and then, you know, the vegetable oils, yeah, there's some good vegetable oils, so yeah, I love my olive oil, vegetable oh, yeah. oil, that's a very specific, you know, it's got, maybe a lot of seed oils aren't too bad, nut oils, seed oils are good, but then we're getting into, you know, is, you know, you've got vegetable oil, with a very blanket term of vegetable oil, you know, that's a mix of many oils, often, like, you know, palm oil, you know, yeah. various things in there. Just remember that, like, vegetable oil is pretty highly processed. Like, it's not easy to get Definitely. oil from a vegetable. <laughs> and they can oxidize very easily and go bad. Um, and, again, I just feel like butter, ghee have been demonized so much. And they have higher smoking points when you cook. So, I mean, I'll always cook with coconut oil or ghee or butter. You know, Here's a trick. Add a, a little bit of butter to some olive oil mm. and it increases oh, nice. the smoke point of the olive oil. That's Yeah, that's a good one. We, so, yeah, we make, I mix a lot. Like, we don't have any vegetable fry. oils here. I know some people like them mm. and they are, they're often, you know, cheaper. Mm. But, you know, just, just keep that in mind. They're not necessarily healthier and they have a high they have a lot of omega-6s and you know that's generally you know we're looking for the the omega the omega-3s um 
the ratio. I do like Nuttall. I do like Bat Damien Nuttall. Mm. But again, you're right. You know, things left out. They do. You know, we can go with rancid oils. You know. Yeah. Mm. Same with fish oils. Like you know, people have fish oil capsules just out of the side. I've always you know kept mine in, definitely in a dark place, but sometimes in the fridge. In the fridge. Yeah. Free, you know, it doesn't matter if you know frozen. Well, you, you also know, don't I, know. I prefer, yeah. krill, I prefer krill oil to like cod liver. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I always recommend that to clients, like just have a good quality fish oil, like krill, cod liver oil, you yeah. know, just because here yeah, it's not as easy to eat the fatty fish. Yeah. And... You know what I've started getting into mm. along this line? Kedgeri. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So rice, smoke, I've got smoked mackerel in mine. Basically, I bought yeah. a kilo of smoked mackerel, yeah. mm. had a kilo of rice, then threw some vegetables in with it, and it, you know, it is a high fat, relatively high carb meal. Perfect. But if I have that, that almost covers most of my fats for the day. Yeah, perfect. Got a lot of protein in there. Yeah. And, you know, that amount of smoked fish, you know, you have one of those in your day, I can balance out carbs. Yeah, you know, so I'll have that, car- that meal probably as a late lunch, knowing I'm going to train in late afternoon so I will digest it. So I've got the rice in there, it's got some protein in there, got the oils, some smoked mackerel. Yeah, here, fatty Yum. fish is a bit expensive, yeah? It's ridiculously it's not, expensive. Um, I know. Yeah. But as I said to you, if you want oily fish, no perch. perch. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you can get it, it's... Yeah, yeah otherwise, just get a supplement with a good but ratio. But a good quality one. Like, mm. you know, pay more for it. Yeah, yeah. If you get fishy burps, it's not the best one. Um, so <laughs> no, exactly. just, just keep that in mind. But yeah, hormonal health, you know, just... You know, you can use veggie oils. I would limit them and just don't be scared of those yeah. saturated fats. But, you know, just, yeah, be be aware of, like, how much eating. I'm not telling you to go and eat, like, a you know whole stick of butter or anything like that. But, you know, mm. don't be scared of the fatty cuts from meat. Don't just eat chicken breast. Like, have the skin, have the thighs, you know. The best I love cooking with chicken thighs. You know, I think, you know, it's a great way to, you know, it's tastier than breast, but you also get some more fats in there. You can actually limit the amount of fat you're cooking with as a, your base oil. You know, if you start just put you know, some spray of whatever in the bottom of the pan, be olive oil, the fats that come out of those thighs to do the rest of the work for you. Oh, mm-hmm. you're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I'm sounds right. so good right now. So, I'm yeah, right. just, yeah, I think sadly, like, a bodybuilding diet that everyone associates with health is like lean mince, lean chicken, you know, this and that. You, it's it's those. It's, are... it's for purpose. It's for purpose. Yeah. Now, if you find yeah. a stage ready bodybuilder, they are not healthy. And this whole thing of yes, like with my clients, I try to get them to stage as healthy as they can be. Yes, but let's not get it wrong. It's like you know, sex hormones in the toilet. That's, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's hard Best to be. You know, everything's crushed. It's like it's... Yeah, the the only healthy thing, I guess, it's how you look, but your, yeah. your whole functional... Maybe like, hydration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise... Bodybuilders are great at being hydrated. Yeah, because I remember my joi- my joints years. would feel like they're... Well, what's like, got no fat in your joints? Yeah, like, like, like yeah, creaky. It's, it's, it's not... So, yeah, don't think that that is the epitome of health. Yeah. It is not for your hormones and your metabolism so don't don't do that like go yeah. go for the fun cuts of meat um and don't be scared of fat and i think yeah f- fiber is a really important one because you know a lot of your like especially for women for estrogen that's how you detox it from your body um yeah. you know so having adequate amount of fiber like at least over 25 grams um, is really important because you know if you if you don't do a poo a day, estrogen can yeah. be reabsorbed, put back together again, and back in your bloodstream, which can cause estrogen dominance. And you know it's um, you know so many women. If you start getting your yeah. fruit and vegetable mm-hmm. portions right, you're a long way, you're a long way along the road to helping there. You know, I'm massive about fiber you know all my clients are told 28 to 35 grams of fiber a day you know that is mainly from vegetables and fruit sources if you then need to top it up 
you can have a fiber. And I always say, have, you know, have last drink of the day, your water before you go to bed, have some fiber in it. So you wake up and you know you're going straight to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a good way. You know, fiber is really important for keeping the body regular, which has its benefits. Feeding the microbiome in your gut. It's all it's all very important. Yeah, so get getting your fibre. So fruits, veggies, that's where, you know, beans are good if you tolerate them. Chia seeds, flax seeds is really good. No, I was going to say I guess that that's also another thing I guess guys can look at, like we were saying with blood glucose, like just how many times Yeah, so that helps stabilize blood glucose. Yeah. So, yeah, you wanna you want to poo daily, once yeah, or twice not, a day, not once, once a week, three times. That's fine. No, not once a week. Like yeah, if, if that's you, you're three gonna times have... a day, four times. Yeah, yeah more more yeah. steps are better. That's what I say. Yeah. If you have to go because <laughs> you know often if you have thyroid problems, you know that's gonna slow down your gut motility, which can lead yeah. to constipation. Um, you know, so straight away if I have a client, a new client, they come to me and go, oh yeah, I have really bad constipation. I go to the toilet. Maybe once a week, twice a yeah, week. That's... You're like, no, wait, we're going to no. start there. There's <laughs> a metabolism issue. Normally, you know, it's not. It's never what they think. They always think they've got some sort of gut-related yeah. stress. It's like no. It's most likely it's metabolism. But, and you know, gut-based serotonin can help. You know, be an issue. Sometimes a sleep's an issue because mm. all these things go, as we're saying, go hand in hand. You know, it's knock-on effects of everything. There, there really is. It's, it's, it's just so interesting how everything is connected there. Like, yeah, thyroid's going to slow down your gut motility, um, you know. So, just keep that in mind. Get in your, like, get in your fire. Again, you know, on the passing of stools and bowel movement, we're talking about a healthy bowel movement one a day, yeah. not, you know, you got diarrhea, not no. nuggets <laughs> either. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're talking, you know, proper, solidly constituted. Yeah, yeah, but. Going what? too much, but the fact is, yeah, no, you it's want important. Yeah, it's, there's, yeah, there's a. I remember it's talking. The stool chart. Yeah. Yes, I remember talking to a coach. And, like a snake. And at the time, I was like, "What do you mean? Like, like for me, it was new." And uh, a few years back, and showed me a stool chart, and it's like, you know, this is some, the same way you can check your urine color. Don't be don't be afraid to check and be like, okay, that's that's not a healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because somehow, yeah, have a look at your poo. Like, yeah. are there floating bits? Are there undigested bits in your food? This will tell you a lot about your bowel health. Because yeah, people find it like taboo to talk about, but it it is coming out of you. It it, it is a sign. It will show you what's happening. So yeah. don't be afraid like, to look. Like if you have a dog, mm. yes, and he does diarrhea. You see it, you, you start worrying about your dog's health. Or even babies. You continue to have diarrhea. Like, if your dog has diarrhea every day for a week, you take it to the vet. Yes. Right? People <laughs> regularly, like, will live their whole life having diarrhea and mm. never raise it with anyone. And that's going to have, like, your gut health is, is also, like, key to hormone health. You know, because a lot of the conversions of your inactive thyroid hormone to the active thyroid happen in your gut. Oh, you know, so you you want you want things to be working nicely there. So yeah, gut health is 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 up there. Like gut health, adrenal health, and then I mean liver as well. Because the liver, again, ha- you know, it does so many things for you as well as sort of detoxing your body. A lot of the conversions of the T4 to T3 happen there. So. You know, for liver health, you want to be supporting it with, you know, nutrient-dense foods. Um, again, like getting in, you know, like, you know, cruciferous veggies are very good, well-cooked if you tolerate them. Things like beetroot, yeah. you know, herbs like cilantro are good to get in, you know, just to support it and to reduce alcohol. That is such a huge one. Wow, we could do a whole yeah, <laughs> topic on that because, you know, alcohol go. is a toxin mm. and your body's number one job is to get rid of it. And what's going to do that is your liver. So as your liver is busy processing the alcohol, everything else is going to be put on it's the back. That's what people don't realize because, mm. you know, binge drinking is actually better for you than drinking daily. There's a study done that because the problem with drinking daily is there's always... You're adding toxin every day. Every day, yeah. Get <laughs> if you go out just on Friday night and drink a load in one go, it takes almost the same amount of time, you know, 
as it would for having one drink for the liver to recover after oh. it's flushed it out so yeah, yeah there Good is very <laughs> so actually yeah no and the reason i say this is there's a study done because it used when i was growing up it was like the dangers of binge drinking mm. actually, but kind of considered normal that like middle class people would have wine every every day yeah <laughs> you know, which is actually more detrimental to your health than the, that's so you know, having like yeah. maybe six three four five glass if you added up the rest of the week and had it just on one day that's a healthier option that's good but not that they're healthy options don't, don't get me wrong like, it's not yeah. you know I, I i barely drink so therefore yeah. you know but the reality is if you are you know if you're like me a social drinker it's probably actually healthier than being then like i will drink yeah. i will drink very rarely like if there's a party or someone's birthday or there's yeah. a it's a thing um, once every few months. So, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of, I think, how the body was built because, you know, we were not built to be drinking. It's like for when people had over-fermented fruit or something they found on the ground. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost, it's like daily, when, when you're not meant to be dealing with air quotes poison daily, like you're, it's a stressor. it is if you have a hormonal issue thyroid sex hormone like i'd say just stay away from alcohol Mm. sorry but you know it's uh it's yeah it's it is it is going to directly impact your hormone health and for men your testosterone levels and your gut and your like gut, your said, sleep, your blood glucose. And, and then the cycle continues. Yeah. yeah. So just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, yeah, just watch, watch your alcohol intake. Yeah, because uh, this is just on the alcohol and just remembering like in my 20s and it does affect how, like how you go to the loo and you sleep and you, you find it, like d- during the weekend because you've either not eaten or eaten crap. And you you rarely go to the loo. You won't sleep well, and it just affects. Yeah. It used to affect my whole week. Like starting Monday, training, everything is just very slow. Before I get back up and feel like, ooh, now now I'm alive. So mm-hmm. something to look into. I think it'd yeah. be a good good podcast. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll do that. Might so. be our most listened one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> So, I mean, just, yeah, yeah, to kind of wrap it up, really focus on nutrient-dense foods, like organ meats are fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. bone broth, because that's containing, you know, all the electrolytes and minerals. Mm. Um, you know, I always go on about odd cuts of meat because it's going to have a lot of, mm. you know, collagen, uh, a lot of glycine, which is a really important conditionally essential amino acid. Um, you know, focusing on your fruits and veggies, getting in those micronutrients, um you know like for for thyroid health and i mean again this is really controversial but like it's most of these things like are more bioavailable in animal products they just (laughs) are you know so if you are veggie or vegan you're gonna have to be that much more mindful about your hormone health and just making sure that you you know sometimes some things you have to supplement because they're just not in plant-based forms. But with that, and I'll say this, supplement what you need, not just go for one big overarching supplement that mm-hmm. covers everything. Mm. Yeah, be very specific, like like B12. That's only in animal products, so, exactly. you know, keep that in mind. Um, so, yeah, if you do eat animal products, like, great, and you can source them ethically if you want. Um, and, yeah, try and eat all the weird bits. They're great for you. Um, and I always think like you just can't, you know, like a nice a nice steak you can mess it up, but a bit of old shank you just boil that for hours and it's tender and juicy. You can't go wrong. Generally cheaper, so you know go for steak. those <laughs> stews in general. Mm. Yeah, stews where you can throw some knuckle bones in that break down as it cooks for a few hours. Slow cooker, you know, all day with you know, throw some chunks of meat, cook on the bone. So good, like keep the bone marrow. No, the thighs. If you cook it with chicken thighs, you're making a chicken curry. Leave the bones in there. Cook it slowly. It gets yeah, nice. It's yourself. it's all easy, but it's just just takes you to be a bit more mindful about it. And like you know, with your with your carbs as much as possible, try to stick to like the natural sources. Like root veggies are generally really easy to digest so that's your potatoes sweet potatoes butternut pumpkin beetroot carrots turnips 
all of those. Um, you know, your I think white rice cooked in broth is so nutrient dense, easy to digest. Because remember, gut health. You want things that digest well with you. So if you're eating veggies, cook them. Well, I'm not saying to like cook avocado or cucumber, but <laughs> you know, if you're having you know collards or your cruciferous veggies, cook them well because that's how you'll digest them properly. Um, so just and pay attention to what works for your body in terms of your gut health because that you know that really is one of the pillars for for hormone health too and then yeah don't be scared of your fats don't be scared of the saturated fats get them in and that be the opposite embrace them embrace them man so good like yeah cheese dairy if you can if you can tolerate dairy um you know that's full of all sorts you know it's full of your calcium like if you don't have dairy um you know it can be hard to get in enough calcium you know so that's where like if you can eat sardines or or canned fish with the bones in it that's really good um because yeah veggie sources you generally have to eat a lot to get in the same as you would from like a an animal-based source so you know just keep that in mind like Again, we have nothing against veggies or vegans, but you just have to be that more, much more on top of things, making sure you're getting in everything. So like for you guys, highly recommend like getting that chronometer app, seeing where you're getting in things, you know, seeing what you're missing. And then like Andy said, if you need to supplement, complement that with blood work. But if that might sound complicated, but just remember the basics, that hormonal hierarchy, just start with those balanced, consistent meals and eating yeah. your breakfast. Yeah, 100%. Simple. And I mean, you know, if you do, like, like things like intermittent fasting can help a, a lot of people with managing their blood glucose. But again, it's going to be very specific. So when people bandy about IF as being healthy, that's not necessarily true. So, you know, just watch out for all those fad things. Like, might be boring, but balanced, consistent meals. It's so much harder than you think for some people. Like, they find that really tough. But, you know start there start there reduce your caffeine don't have that on an empty stomach you know stay hydrated not just water but electrolytes um and you know you'll be building a solid base for your hormone health with nutrition yeah all right well i think we'll (laughs) we'll leave that there um and as always if you have any questions you can always let us know and then hopefully we can Yeah, we'll be diving deeper into the more specific hormonal conditions and how you can eat for those. I'm not sure what we'll discuss, maybe Picos, Hashimoto's, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, we'll see everyone in the next episode.